Cousins, also known as Boogie! Jalen Rose said it. DeMarcus Cousins is finally making his return. DeMarcus Cousins is slated to return to the Golden State Warriors on January 18th against the Los Angeles Clippers. Nader, what are your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are uh, Jalen Rose said his name the best in NBA history. <laughs> Nobody said Boogie's name better than that. Um, my thoughts are I think the Warriors are going to integrate him a bit too quickly and they're going to give him the ball a bit too much and they're going to force feed him the ball and tell him that it's his team and... I think they did the same thing with Kevin Durant where they gave him the ball and he did ISO and he just shot the ball and Steph Curry wasn't involved and Klay Thompson wasn't involved. I think if they do that again, it's gonna be it's not going to be the right way to do it. They, uh, DeMarcus Cousins has to get integrated his own way, which is in the post, um, getting shots set up for him in 10 to 15 minutes a night. That's what I think. So... I think with my thoughts with uh, DeMarcus Cousins, honestly, I think you're right. I think they're going to integrate him too quickly, and there's going to be some issues. Yeah. And then the media is going to blow up over it and make a big scene, yeah. and it's going to get carried away. It's going to happen, but it's okay. I think the biggest thing about having DeMarcus Cousins there is that it brings that excitement back. There's a reason for them to start trying again. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins has, hasn't even been to the playoffs. They're going to take him. They're going to take him to the playoffs and the finals. Oh, like, man. they have a motivating factor. Obviously, you want to, like, three-peat. Yeah. But now this, like, I feel like this just, like, pushes it over, over the, the top. top. It's like that extra that extra little jolt mm-hmm. that they needed. I think DeMarcus Cousins is exactly what they needed. Sure, he's a little, like, irrational with emotions, but so is Draymond Green, right? Oh, man. And for God's sakes, DeMarcus controlled Draymond. Draymond got yeah, control. Yeah, exactly. Right? I, was, I was just going to say, I think Draymond Green's even worse than DeMarcus Cousins in certain situations. Oh, yeah. Because, let's be honest, he's fell off this year a little bit, uh, Draymond Green. Like, I don't think he's played up to his potential. Uh, especially not after last season or the year before. Like, I f- even his defense, he's he's gotten a step slow. He's gotten a bit fatter. Um, <laughs> and um, Steph Curry's going to be Steph Curry. Klay Thompson, he's a catch-and-shoot guy. We saw that the other day. He dropped 43 points on four dribbles. Yeah, unreal. But that's what he has to be. He has to be a catch-and-shoot guy. Exactly. Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. I think if the Warriors, and if, if they're smart, they're going to just they're gonna take their time. Steve Kerr is going to really, really take his time with DeMarcus Cousins and say, look, you're not just not ready for 25, 30 minutes a night. You, you're going to get 10 to 15. You, we're going to integrate you very slowly with the ball, whatever, pick and roll, whatever you feel comfortable with, just to get him back in the flow. Because let's be honest, he hasn't played for like a year of, of basketball. Right? Yeah, yeah, he so hasn't, he, yeah. He needs to get the fundamentals going. So I think with his return... It's gonna it's gonna propel the Warriors back into that excitement level, like you said. Yeah, honestly, I I agree with you. Like, uh, for the most part, I just want to get your opinion on something. So, they're a five headed monster now. Yeah. Should the league be scared? You know, they should be scared now. You know, I think even back in 2013, 2014, when it was just Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah, yeah. They were they were amazing players. They were killing it. Yo, the ball movement, everything was unreal. Exactly. That's when they were like. Oh my god, such beautiful basketball. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. even back then the, the league was scared to death. They're like, yeah. "What is this? These this team is shooting three-pointers at the half court. There's nothing we can do. We, we can't stop this team." Yeah. They are the greatest. You can even say when they went when they went 73 and 9, they were the greatest regular season team. Oh yeah. You can even say that. With without Kevin Durant without anybody. Yeah. So now when you get Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, Damn. who is not Damn. not just an all-star. He's like like Jalen Jalen Rose said, he's the all-star starter. Yeah. Like that's that's above. He's an MV. He was an MVP candidate. He dropped like twenty six and fourteen uh, rebounds. Like he's so good at his position, and I think if he can be half of what he was, the the, the league should be petrified, <laughs> petrified, terrified. Go home, pack your bags, get the white get the white flag, and go home. 
So final verdict, Golden State guaranteed finals. Guaranteed with, guaranteed. with or without DeMarcus With or without. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, they lost Patrick McCaw, which oh is a big God. loss. You know what? So but on it's on okay. second thought. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to LeBron James. LeBron James has been injured over the past couple of games. The Lakers, uh, to say it kindly, they have not been very good. No. Um, they're saying the injury might be worse than they mentioned before, and he may be out another week. Yeah. They... This entire road trip, Utah, um, OKC, all these teams are about are coming up. I don't know what's gonna happen here. They may they're gonna fall out. You know they're eighth right now, and the 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 ninth place team is only two two games back of them. So this they need LeBron James as soon as possible, or else they, they might not even make it into the playoffs. That's how serious. Yeah, it I'm is. a little scared now. I'm yeah, not gonna lie, I'm a little scared. Again with LeBron James, I think they do this quite a bit. Like, I don't think it's that serious. Yeah. I think he's completely fine. Yeah. He can literally go out there and play today. Yeah. But they want to really baby him and make sure that he is ready to go for the playoffs if they make it. But they do. They need to bring him back to integrate him into this system. Do you think a part of it is they kind of want to see what youngsters are good or like they are worth keeping? Yeah. Do you like? Do you that's, think that's, that's maybe like one of the? I don't know if you saw that clip where it was Magic Johnson, uh, Rob the GM, and LeBron James. I saw. It. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And you know when you when you just ask that question, I, that's exactly what I think about. It's like those three meeting at the boardroom and saying, "Yeah, Josh Hart, he, we can trade him. Yeah. Brad Ingram, we can trade him." Yeah. I, I I completely agree. I think. I think LeBron like says, yeah, this guy's not going to work with my system. I can't play with this guy. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, let's be honest, great player. He can't shoot the rock. Yeah. At all. Yeah. LeBron, oh, he's he's, he's all LeBron needs shooters. He needs guys that are, that can put it in the basket when he when he kicks it out to them. Example, Kyle Korver. You know oh yeah, I mean? Kyle Korver. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. if if Lonzo Ball, Bus Graham, <laughs> I mean Brandon Ingram. Sorry, I always get that confused. Um, <laughs> uh, You're not the only one. <laughs> like Josh Hart, those guys. And I, I, I completely agree. I think they're just taking a look at them. What do you think? Um, honestly, my perception of the Lakers is that at first, without LeBron, I actually saw potential. Yeah. I, I, like, they looked good. They were fast-paced. They were like baby showtime. Baby showtime. I'm not even going to get I like, like that analogy. Yeah, yeah, right? And like I, 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 I liked them. And then as you like over like the like next few games, you could definitely see that some were better than others. And some literally couldn't like just like play up to the bar. Yeah. Like, Brandon Ingram dropped, I think, 29 a couple days ago. And that was, like, maybe his 8th or ninth 25-plus uh, game in his entire career. career. Yo, are you kidding me? Kuzma's been, like, been here, like, in much less time. And he dropped a 40, 40, like, 41-point game. Yeah, career high the other day, yeah. Like, are you kidding me? It's just, with with Brandon Ingram, you need to get rid of him. He will not... He he doesn't care enough. That's the thing. He, it looks like he doesn't, yeah. He, he has all this length. He has all this potential. And we're talking about like LeBron coming back to this team. If I'm LeBron, I would look to get rid of him. He he doesn't do anything for your team. He went to he went to college. Was absolutely killed it in college. Oh Duke, yeah, Duke. yeah. He and then he gets drafted by by Showtime by the Lakers. It's a dream come true. With all the it light, should have been with, the Cinderella story exactly. With all the been. bright lights, with all everybody's comparing you to Kevin Durant, and you're yeah. not you're not even in the same sentence as dude. Kevin you're not even like in the same you're, paragraph. You're not even in the same, even the same essay. page. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> essay too. <laughs> You're not even close to Kevin Durant. Like that's how bad it is. And even even your potential and ceiling is not even close. Like I've given up on on Brandon Ingram. I think for Brandon Ingram, he needs to take a season to reevaluate what he's doing. He needs to work on his body. He needs to work on his freaking free throws. Yeah. His jump shot needs to get like way more consistent. Yeah. But literally, the main thing is his body. He needs to start using his body, get some muscle, start body people, eat drop something. fouls. Go eat a burger. Go eat a McDouble. Go grab some fries. Go Yo, eat. Go eat seven. Go eat with Ennis Kanter. 
I'm not going to go this far and say he's as bad as Markel Fultz, but even no, 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 I know, no, no. I know he's not. But yeah, even yeah. on the court, he remind, like he'll drop 15 and go zero across the board. Yep. On, on every other stat, yep. it's yep. just it's mind boggling to me. How come you can't get a block with that length? How come you can't get a steal? How come you can't? Uh, I, that's it's another like, segment. For literally, me. like Lou Walton had to say it to him and Lonzo, like they need to play with passion. Are you kidding? Your, your coach should not like have to say this about you. It's embarrassing. How old are these guys? Twenty. They're twenty. They're, they're men. You're telling they're me they're men. They're not playing with passion. They're this young. It's, it's mind boggling. It's embarrassing. You're getting paid millions of dollars to play the game you love, while other people out there would grind ten times harder than oh you my God. for less money. Are you kidding me? I will never forget the the second game of the 2017 season against Phoenix. Uh, oh, Lonzo. Lonzo! The one time we saw Lonzo Ball, the one time oh in, my God. in his career. Since then, he's not even been close to that game in any way, passing, rebounding, nothing. He has flashes, man. He had like I have more faith in Lonzo Ball than I do in Brandon Ingram. Oh, me too. But his shooting needs to get changed quickly. <laughs> so, so with the Lakers, let's, let's give me a final verdict here. Without, let's say LeBron misses the next week, are the are the Lakers? This time next week, going to be in the playoffs. With their schedule, Taryn, no. You're talking about Utah. Again, I know like they're not the Utah Jazz of last season, but they're still Utah, and they'll still destroy the Los Angeles Lakers. We're talking about OKC. I don't need to say a word about that. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like The Rockets are coming up, the Warriors. Even the, even the Minnesota Timberwolves, man. They could easily beat that Laker team, without question. Oh, yeah. like They, they, they do have a couple of easy games. They play the Suns. They play the Cavs, they play the Bulls. Sure, those are easy, but then each time, each time they play an easy game, there's five, five hard, hard games, games behind it. Then they play the 76ers, the Clippers, the Warriors again, the Pacers, like the Celtics. Dude, you you, if LeBron's not there, they're done. You need LeBron back. Quick. This Honestly, this stretch is probably the most important stretch of their entire season. I if agree. they mess this up, it's game. But on the on the on the flip side, if they can win maybe six out of seven, you know, eight out of nine, yeah. get on a streak, get comfortable. Yeah. And then maybe LeBron can rest the rest of the way because that's what he's doing now. Let's be honest. Yo, I was listening. I was listening to some talk show earlier today, and somebody I can't recall who said it. Somebody literally said they were like, if LeBron doesn't play on this road trip, I, they're saying about five games are against easy opponents, and the rest, let's say sixteen, are against hard ones. They said they would go zero and sixteen without LeBron. I and you know what? I, I I wanted to be like, oh yeah, that's not true. Yo, it might be. I completely agree. When Kyle again, I love Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. When he's your number one option this early. It's it, it, there's a problem. Yeah, there's a really big problem. Because then, like all the targets are in Kuzma. Exactly, and, and it, it, Brian Ingram has no targets. Exactly. So when you neutralize Kuzma, it's they're you done. You have Lonzo Ball. Come on, it's just you need you need more um, out of your out of your uh, support players. And I know Josh Hart's not that guy. He's not even a second or third option. But that's who you're making him into, and yeah. it's just not right. So, so we're gonna switch topics real quick. So we're gonna touch on the greatest shooters. Yeah. So we've seen some phenomenal shooters over the past couple of years and obviously obviously it's headlined by Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. Yeah. Honestly you can even throw let's, KD in there. Let's keep it like within the modern day kind of like twenty like twelve to twenty like okay, all right. Like modern modern day. Okay, I got you. Um, I'm gonna name a couple players that I okay. think are one of the great like the greatest shooters I think. Give me your right now, let's say let's say in today's NBA, give me your top three shooters. Right now today? Top three shooters right now. I know you're going to hate me for this, but... I probably will. I'm going to go with <laughs> number three, Kyle Korver. I'm, let me tell you why. And we're <laughs> talking about shooters. I'm not talking about players. I'm not talking about driving the net. I'm not, ta- I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about defense. I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about grabbing the ball wide open and shooting the ball. You know what? I can actually respect that because 
You know what? Kyle Corbett is one of those players who's so good from the three, but just doesn't shoot enough. I agree. And and the teams he's on, they don't give him the like UT's on Utah right now. Yeah. He, they're not he, they're not spacing the floor up for him correctly. Yeah. But he's number three. Okay. I'm gonna go. I know this is crazy. I'm gonna go with Steph Curry at number two. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you. And Clay Thompson at number one. I'm gonna hit you. Let me tell you why. Okay. <laughs> okay. The reason why is because Clay Thompson, again, like I said before, he's a catch and shoot guy. He gets in rhythm. Stephen Curry needs to do all of the work every single day. Like he has to dribble, he has to drive, he yeah. has to make his own shot. Yeah. Clay Thompson, this is this guy gets hand picked three point shots and he doesn't miss often. Yeah. This season has been obviously. Like uh, to, like a down season to his standards, an absolute terrible season. Actually. To other people, is this like a exactly, dream season? Exactly, but yeah, to his yeah. standards, terrible. But that's the reason I put him a bit ahead, uh, Stephen Curry's because he's always in a position to shoot. He can always shoot the rock at a, at a great clip, and Steph Curry has to work so much. So, in a shooting contest, I would take Clay Thompson. I don't know why, what it is, but th- th- that's that's me. Okay, so you know what the Kyle Korver thing? All that slide. He he's a phenomenal shooter, and I understand. I'm gonna have to argue with you with the Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. I'm gonna have to swap that. Clay Clay is my number two. Steph is my number one. I'm gonna tell you why. Steph Curry is my number one because Steph Curry hits threes and makes such phenomenal plays in so many different ways. Yeah. Clay Thompson, like don't get me wrong, he is one of the greatest knockdown shooters I've ever seen. But he is a knockdown shooter. When he gets hot, he gets hot. I get it. But Steph Curry hits threes for the most ridiculous angles, off balance, behind the back. Like the the, the degree of difficulty when he that he hits threes with is just unreal. He hits them in clutch moments. Like sure, I understand he missed a, he missed one in Game Seven of yeah. the Finals. Sure, everybody misses clutch shots. I agree. But like in the like Steph Curry's arsenal of moves is just so much more difficult and. It's just so amazing to watch. Like even this season, he hasn't dropped off. Massel shooting close I to forty percent. I I don't know. I couldn't put. Clay I guess over him. I guess the way I look at it now, you're right. Like, would I want Clay Thompson shooting the last shot for me, or would I want Steph Curry shooting the last? I'm shot putting my money me? on Steph, and I'm gonna put my money on Steph Curry yeah. as well. I like that's what I'm saying. I get where you're coming from, and I understand why Clay is. I'm there. just talking about as a shooting in the gym, nobody guarding you, as a shooting. Type of, that that that's what I was going at. No, and I get it because Clay Thompson has one of the nicest shooting forms I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and each oh, of them died. have each of them have won a uh, three point contest. Yeah. You know, they're one for one. I say we go one more. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's see who's better. We decide who's better. Yeah. Let's see who's better. Next thing you know, Chris Middleton's gonna win it all. Who knows? You know, what? maybe Chris Dunn will. <laughs> oh my god, they always they always put a one off guy in there that doesn't shoot threes. <laughs> Sounds that. They always gonna they always gonna like like you know like th- throw one shitty person in yeah, there. You man. know, um, but no, and like you know like even like. What Steph Curry and Klay Thompson have taught us is that the three-point shot has become so much more important valuable. and valuable, so valuable in today's NBA. So and like, valuable. There's people like Popovich who say it's made the game ugly. I personally disagree. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on like the three-pointer becoming so like so much more of a focal point? That, like, Even like let me let me let me give you something here. Even like when I was watching the LA Lakers versus the Boston Celtics in the 2010-2011 uh, finals. Yeah. Ron Artest hit one of the biggest shots of all time. And it was, oh, yeah, it, yeah, And it was a three-point shot. Yeah, I remember that. That game was like, yeah. I think it was like 85, like 89. Like, it was such a low-scoring game. Yeah. That three gave him, like, a huge advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I first started realizing, and te- I think teams started first realizing that that three-point shot is going to win you championships. Yeah. It's not the two anymore. It's the three. 
when Ron Artest hit that shot, it was over. Like they they sealed the deal. It was a three point shot. And Ron Artest, like he's not a shooter. We yeah, all yeah. know. So when he hit, hit it, it was crazy. Are you saying are you saying that's a turning point or just like one of the like things in, in history that are like that shows like the importance of like a three point? It wasn't even. I don't even think people would notice it. But in my opinion, when I watched when I watched when I watched like those years, yeah, and uh, in, in that finals in particular, yeah, that was the turning point for me. With okay. Three point shot. Okay. And then you have Steph Curry getting drafted. Yeah. And he, even though nobody was really talking about him, he had ankle injuries, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He was shooting threes like nobody saw. Oh, he was, oh my God. Because, like, let's talk about Reggie Miller, man. Yeah. He would still shoot the three, but, like, two, maybe make two a game. Like, and, and then back then he was considered an amazing shooter. Why do you think that is? Why do you think, I, why do you think when Reggie Miller would pop threes like nobody's business, it never, it never caught on? Why do you think it took all this time for Steph and You want to know why? It? Because every other Every other team wants to be like the Warriors, and what I mean by that is every other team wants to win by the three-point shot. Okay. So you have you have uh, you have San Antonio hitting fourteen straight three-pointers. Greg Popovich's team, yeah, shooting all these threes. Marco Bellinelli. This, this is why these guys have come out. Marco Bellinelli, Kyle Korver, uh, JJ Redick. These type of shooters that are spot-up guys and that only shoot the three-point shot. When is the last time you see Marco Bellinelli dunk on somebody? That's actually yeah. Honestly, you know even I mean? a layup, even a layup is like Cause, extinct. Because back then, Reggie Miller, it was Reggie Miller. Who else was it? Who else was there? Back uh, in the day, I didn't really watch. Steve back Kerr then. was a respectable Steve shooter. Steve Kerr, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's also the coach of Golden State. But yeah. even then, he they were making like two or three a game, and they and they were considered amazing three point shooters. You know what? Also, at that time, I think centers were like very. Dominant. They were the focal point. Oh, centers God. were the focal point of their offense. Now everything has shifted. It, they have shifted. And you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about this like three point phenomenon is that shooting has become so important that if you can't shoot, you're not in this league. Exactly. You're even, out. Even as a five. Even, even as, as a five. Even as a five. It's that's why people like I know he's not in the league anymore. Dragon Bender. Yeah. He got drafted because the Phoenix Suns wanted to take a chance on him because yeah. he, he was he, a, shoot. he was a stretch. Yeah. And now you have guys like Brooke Lopez. Let My me, God. Let me throw this out, out to you. Do you think if Brooke Lopez was playing back in the day and he shot those threes that he's shooting now, do you think he'd even be on on it like an NBA team? Right Honestly, now? he'd get benched he after would he get shot benched, that one shot. He would get benched in a heart. Yo, bro, I swear Brook Lopez shot a three from the logo. He did. There, there's so much freedom with the game. And personally, I love again, it. I again. have no problem with it. Yeah. I don't. But like it's just it's amazing to see when you compare it to like the like historic um no, I don't want to say historic time. That's yeah, like a it, long time. It wasn't, yeah. Oh, like a bit older times to now, like how drastic of a change there has been. It's shifting. It's all shooting. It's shooting, all shooting, shooting, shooting. It's all shooting and it's a little bit of defense. Ah, uh, dude. <laughs> Every game's like an all-star game. I know I literally the um like I said, 14 straight three-pointers from San Antonio. Yeah. And then that game in double OT, like, with with uh, the the Thunder. Like, incredible numbers. You'll never see those back in the day. You'd see, like, a 95-84 game. But you'd never see, like, a 150 to 129 game. So. Yo, honestly, like, nowadays, they're definitely more often. Yeah. Um. All right, so give me one final verdict. I'm going to throw something really stupid at you. <sighs> Here we go. Just give me your thoughts. Here we go, Taryn. In, let's give it, let's say, in about five years, will there be a four-point line? There will. They're not gonna touch the game anymore. I don't think. I don't think they're gonna tweak the game. You don't think so? The four point shot is ridiculous to me. It's that really would, stupid. That would be the j- biggest joke. I don't think I'd watch the. Honestly, at that point, you might as well. You might as well go at half court throw, and that should be a six pointer. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, the three point. The way it is now is perfect. Is perfect because you don't want Steph Curry hitting six point, <laughs> six point shots. Oh, he'll shoot them. And by halftime, the game's over. The, there's no way you're for right. people to come back. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. But I do like the way you're thinking, like, in the future. Yo, some teams, some teams in their practice facility have a four-point line because they're starting to practice. Because a lot of people think it will be coming. And who did that start from, man? Who? who Golden State, man. The Golden State Golden Warriors. State. The Hawks. The Hawks, I know, have one. Yeah. The Hawks do. 
Obviously, I, they have Trey Young. I think that's just for Trey Young. I think so. I think Trey Young is just like in his like playground, and they're like, "Yo, let's yeah, just have fun. Yeah. Yeah, have fun." <laughs> oh man. 